Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. There was an American Top 40 in there. That was Van Halen's Jump at number one. And I ran it on WFEM and just simply, conveniently forgot to give it away and took it home with me. Class is in. Hello again, and welcome to American Top 40. I'm Casey Kasem, and this is our weekly countdown of the 40 best-selling songs in the USA. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. Now, if you were listening less than seven seconds ago, you can probably tell we're going to do something about American Top 40. Why? If you're a listener of the show, you know that usually during the month of July, I have four or five different interviews with authors or people in the music industry. Well, thanks to COVID and thanks to other things that are going on, there's just nothing coming out and people are not interested in doing interviews with you. So I'm doing shows the whole way through this and I have always known that American Top 40 debuted on July the 4th. And I always thought about doing it like in August or September, but it seemed odd. Yeah. So now that I've got a July show ready to go, we're going to talk about Casey Kasem's Top 40. And no, I'm not going to do a Casey Kasem accent because I can't do it. Some people can do it pretty well. He uh, got on the air July 4th, 1970. And the top 10 that was in his first show Mm -hmm. is going to be our playlist today. Nice. Now, look, I did radio for 12 years. Now, this was earlier in my career. I was working for three different radio stations. I had signed a non-compete contract at all three of them, which meant I wouldn't work for any other radio station while I was at this radio station. (laughs) This is before I even met you. I was at uh, WWNW, WKST, and WFEM, Elwood City, Pennsylvania. And at all three of those radio stations, I ran American Top 40. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. When you're low man on the disc jockey totem pole, you do a lot of running these canned programs. And American Top 40 was just as canned as any other program. Here's how it happened. Now, I understand later it, it developed and it was done by satellite and all these things. But when it arrived, when I had first started, it came in a 14 by 14 inch cardboard box which contained four records. Nice. The records had 30 minutes on one side and 30 minutes on another side. 
So what you would do is put the record, put the needle down, mm -hmm. cue it up. You would spin the record at the top of the hour when it's time to go. And then Casey's show would go out over the air. Right. At the, if you see a record, it's in sections. So when you got to the end of the first section, it would say, you know, we'll be back in a minute. And then it would play one or two national commercials. And there was a, a cheat sheet that came with it. And you would watch those two national commercials run. And when they were done, they timed it out so you, the radio station, were either given one minute or two minutes to play your local commercials. So what I would do is when the commercial was done, their national commercial was done, I would then go into my local commercial. And while my local commercial was playing, I would re-cue up the record. <laughs> exactly that. And when my local stopped, I would spin the Casey Kasem show again. And for four hours. Oh, I love it. I did mm -hmm. that. And I remember distinctly mm -hmm. at the end of each show in the fourth hour, uh, two of my radio stations, I'm not sure what the last one did with them, but I remember distinctly with two of them that we gave away the records. So we would call for caller number nine, what have you, and you would win Casey Kasem's top 40 for that week. I... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I want one of those so badly. I had one. You probably don't remember this, but when we first moved to Pennsylvania, we lost everything. All these papers of everything that was my dissertation, everything in a flood. Mm -hmm. The river came up and went right through our basement and killed everything. Yep. There was an American Top 40 in there that was Van Halen's jump at number one, and I ran it on WFEM. And just simply, conveniently, forgot to give it away and took it home with me. <laughs> Nobody said a word. Whoops. It, it was a nice way to kill four hours. People listened, but I just forgot to give it away. So once again, we're going to talk about Top 40 because this show covers July the 4th, AT40, American Top 40 debut July 4th, 1970, and the songs we're playing, they are the top 10 on the very first Casey Kasem. I know that's not Casey Kasem, but isn't it sounding like a disc jockey? <laughs> Number 10, Hitchin' a Ride, Vanity Fair, here on Rock School. Talking about Casey Kasem's Top 40. And by the way, through the show, just as you just heard, I have an entire run of all the jingles that were played on American Top 40. So I'll be throwing those in throughout the uh, throughout the broadcast. And those of you who are running the show, you out there in radio land, in radio babysitting the board land, uh, I will be playing them probably going into the break. And I'm saying that because when we distribute the show, the breakout cue is always back in a minute here on Rock School. Well, I'm going to go into a Casey Kasem Top 40 jingle. 
then we'll go into the into the uh, into the actual break. Seven radio stations ran it first. As a matter of fact, KDEO in El Cajon, California, was the very first to run it. Not that it wasn't being run that week, and it's just they were the first one to press the button, and off it went. The evening of July 3rd, 1970. Joe, you said it was on July 4th. Oh, shut up. Uh, It was supposed to be 10 stations, but three didn't run it. Oh, my goodness. Dun, 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 dun. Are they all in California? No. There was a few of them in Texas as well. Originally distributed by Watermark Incorporated and was first presented in mono, ladies and gentlemen. It took and all- later went to stereo. It did. Why? The question is, it started in 1970, but it didn't go stereo until February of 73. Why? Well, because it cost more money to have stereo records and this thing was just out of the gate it was just a few different guys Casey Kasem obviously Don mm-hmm. Bustani uh, also a guy named Tom Rounds and a program director named Ron Jacobs and I know you don't know who any of those people I don't. are Tell me. now sponsors ran amok on this thing there was I don't know who was selling for AT40 but it had to be easy because at its height, we're talking 500 radio stations. Ooh. That's millions and millions and millions of viewers or listeners. Ooh. So it must have been easy. But the very first sponsor was California strawberry grower Tom Driscoll. Thanks, Tom. Come on down ah. and pick up the keys to your new Buick. Uh, distributed, I think I said this already, by Watermark Incorporated. How about a nice piece of trivia to throw around at your July 4th get-together? Mm-hmm. The show, the week that it aired. Yep. And again, I'm playing the top 10. The show featured the last time Elvis Presley and the Beatles had songs simultaneously in the top 10. Because back then it was different. I'm going to talk about AT40 later in the future. Um, But back then it was different. There was this idea of recurrent drop. Mm -hmm. The moment a song began to fall, get rid of it. Right. And you know, just it's starting to die. Go away. Don't let it harm you. Now with AT40, and it's done by somebody else, I'll tell you who it is, songs move up and down at the same rate, and you can't have that. You're giving me chills thinking about Elvis and the Beatles being on this same list. Number nine, The Wonder of You, Elvis Presley, and number eight, The Long and Winding Road, The Beatles. Yeah. Which would you like to hear, Elvis or the Fab Four? Oh, huh? let's do Elvis. Huh? Huh? You got it. The wonder of you as we talk. AT40 on Rock School. Coming out of Elvis Presley, The Wonder of You, once again, the last time the Beatles and Elvis Presley were in the top ten together, the very first AT40. You were asking me a question offline. Yeah, it's all about distribution. How did that happen? These, When they came in, they were albums, right? right so they, they had were, to be pressed. It was all a week behind. 
There's 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 just no two ways about it because of the pressing, because of the delivery device. Like I said, later on it. And I remember distinctly, we received another show and it was one of these out of Los Angeles, you know, live from Los Angeles, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It came on reel to reels and we put the reels together because reel to reels could be packaged up and sent back. Yes. Erased and re-recorded. Did they ask for them to be sent oh, back? Oh, of course. Yeah, they sent envelopes for you to send them back. But, but they didn't want Casey Kasem sent back. No, that was a record. In fact, they even suggested, "Why don't you give it away?" Nice. If you don't want it. But it happened to me one time. WKST, uh, Lancaster County's news sports and talk leader. Um, sad that I remember all of that. I went in on a Sunday or a Saturday, whatever it was. I was a college kid. Mm -hmm. And I needed money to do this dumb thing called eat. So they could have asked me for anything. Honest to goodness, I'm surprised I passed my senior year in college <laughs> because the woman who was program director of WKST right. knew that she had this red button she could push with me mm -hmm. where she would call me and she'd say, look, the, the midday guy is going to be out for the next four days because he's sick. We need you to cover it. And I would say to her, I, I can't. I have two classes here. I'll pay you double time. <gasps> I, I don't. I, 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 triple time. See you there. Wow. Oh, she knew how to hit the red button and Joe would come running. Wow. Now, by today's standards, the money was... But back then was everything. So I just talked to my teachers and I said, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. You're going to have to understand. And I said it just like that. Some of them got angry. Some of them did not. But back to AT40. Mm -hmm. I remember one time going into WKST Sunday, Saturday, whenever my dumb shift was to run the show. Right. And it wasn't there. Uh-oh. It, it was uncommon, but it wasn't there. Every radio station has this thing called a squawk sheet where you write things down. You know, I'm supposed to play this, I don't know, uh, hardware store commercial. Could not find the hardware store commercial. And then the traffic person, that's the person who's in charge of laying in all the commercials, she would, or he would, she, it's always been a she yep. to me. Uh, she would make a point of rescheduling those commercials and maybe giving the client one or two additionals just to make everybody happy. But I got there one time, and there was no Dick Clark. So I said, no, you know, you on didn't. the squawk sheet, when, no. you, when you make a decision to not do something, it's called scratching it. No, you didn't. So I wrote scratching Dick Clark. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not what you wrote. But I'm scratching Dick Clark. <laughs> I didn't, or not Dick Clark, um, uh, Casey Kasem. Um, and they... You know, blah. something tells me that I also did something with Dick Clark. You did. I did. And that's that's where the joke came in. But I just simply jocked for four hours and people called. Where's they Casey said, Kasem? Where's Casey Kasem? And I said to them, I, mm -hmm, I can't help you. It didn't show up. And it finally did because it ran on a Saturday or Sunday and it probably showed up on Monday. It got held up, something like that. Look, if, Sorry. if, I, if I turned the radio on yeah. and it wasn't there... You I got didn't upset. know. What, I got very upset because I didn't know who was number one. The, which song right, was number one? Right, and this is the one thing that binging television shows and the loss of radio has taken away from us. When television shows only ran once a week, you would 
watch the show on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You'd show up on Monday, and then you'd all talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then everybody got excited because this weekend it's going to run again. Now with binging, we can watch the whole darn thing in an afternoon if you drink enough coffee. <laughs> so, like I said, Casey Kasem and American Top 40 had a California strawberry grower to begin with. However, it began to become ridiculous. Ridiculously popular, and in October 7th of 1978, went to a four-hour format. Used to be done in three hours, but it became a four-hour format, partly because of popularity, but also probably because the singles were getting longer and longer and longer, Mm -hmm. and they couldn't get them in. AT40 was known for playing clips of songs, especially songs that were a little suggestive. Yeah. So instead of playing the song, they would just play like a little blip of it, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. I want to sex you up. Uh-huh. So they'd play a little bit of it and cut it out before sex, to which you say, that's horrible. How dumb is that? Look, until you've worked radio and you've had a Karen really upset at you. Yes. You'll know the reason you do it. We are playing the top 10 of Casey's first show today. The Carpenters. You know, they long to be, in parentheses, close to, close to you here on Rock School. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? Just like me. They long to be close to you Coming into the first break, if you were an AT40 listener, American Top 40 listener, you knew that Casey Kasem did things every week. You see, when I teach programming, when I teach, and it's not just radio, the programming of a television, a radio station, a podcast, there's this idea of compartmentalism. The idea that an audience who starts to attend to your show, mm-hmm. they are interested in certain things happening at certain times. Have you, have you who are a listener, have you ever noticed we always take our break right around 23, 24? Have you ever noticed we always take our second break somewhere around 46, 47? Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed that I do the same intro every time? You ever notice that I do the same outro into the break every time? You ever notice at the bottom of the hour, we do seven days and 70 seconds? That's the idea of compartmentalization. If you keep changing it, you become something that can't be latched onto. So I tell students who create a podcast, who create a show, something like that, give the people something to look forward to at the same time every day. Think about television. When you watch broadcast television, 
They don't put hour-long dramas at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 6 o'clock is news. Right. 7 o'clock. Now, I'm, I'm in Central Time, so those of you in the East and West, you know it changes. But think about situation comedies. They don't stick situation comedies at 9 o'clock at night. They're to be done earlier. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. That's the idea of compartmentalization. What a word. And the people of AT40 understood it completely. There was the intro that everyone looked forward to, the bios for the number one, the jingles, the listener chart trivia question, the long-distance dedication, (laughs) Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Recapping last week's top three, the songs that fell off the chart, bumper music, the famous sign-off, keep reaching for the stars. You know I'm going to end this show with Casey Kasem saying, keep your feet on the ground, keep reaching for the stars. The bumper music, the show, uh, was to play 10 songs an hour over 40 hours, but the thing that we in the radio business just went bonkerlistic over mm-hmm. was once, I think it was twice during the show. I think it was once during the second and then once during the fourth hour. I might be wrong about that, and feel free to email me if you used to run the show yourself. They did Casey Kasem's American... I can't do an imitation of Casey Kasem. <laughs> Casey Kasem's American Top 40 is brought to you by great radio stations like... And I remember... There's 520 stations. Right. Now, we only have 27 stations we're running, so it takes weeks for another station to come up. It's months, if not a year, for your station to come up. Yep. And I remember WWNW, the first (gasps) radio station I worked for, came came up. up. Right. I wasn't running the show that day. A guy named John Brooks was. And he, again, forgot to give it away. And then we framed it and put it up on the wall. And what was funny is... John was so smart. What he did is he took the record. Might not have been him, but he took the record. And you know those little sticky things that have an arrow on it? Yes. He moved the needle in the record to find it exactly where it said WWNW. Yep. Put an arrow at it, then framed it. Right <laughs> here is where Casey Kasem said oh, our call letters. Love it. There you go. Who's listening to this here radio W-Y-A-P, station? WYAP Clay, West Virginia. Heard on great radio stations like WYAP. Ladies and gentlemen, back in a minute here on Rock School. American Top 40. Coming out of the break, we are continuing to talk about AT40, American Top 40, which debuted July 4th, 1970. You may not remember this, but Casey Kasem left 
over contract negotiations. As a matter of fact, the very last song he played, the very last number one, was Roll With It by Steve Winwood. Mm-hmm. This was back in 1988. Uh, was I still doing radio in 88? Mm. Uh, I think I was. Yeah. I'd have to think it through. But 88 to 95 became the Shadow Stevens area. Do mm-hmm. you remember Shadow Stevens? No. You don't really? No, I think I stopped. If you want to look him up, spell Shadow, S-H-A-D-O-E. Mm-hmm. Why do I get the feeling his first name is like Dorfus? And he went with Shadow. He had a huge career at the U North Dakota and then ended up at K-Rock in Los Angeles. If you were ever a fan of The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, yeah. he was the announcer voice for that. And after AT40, he dealt with Sammy Hagar's Cabo Wabo Radio. Just in case you want to hear what he sounds like, here is about, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds of Shadow Stevens. I... I heard you started out in radio in North Dakota. Do they have television there yet? Okay, that's him. He hosted Casey's Top 40 on Westwood One, but not a lot of people liked it as well. Why? Content. It's the same thing with with web pages. Mm -hmm. I don't care how pretty they are. If they don't have the content you're interested in, pretty means nothing. Right. I'm looking for this bit of information. You don't have it. So I'm, I'm leaving. I don't care how pretty you are. They changed the idea of what was number one from Casey to Shadow. Casey Kasem used to follow Billboard's Mm -hmm. charts. And Billboard is the final Supreme Court decision on what's number one in the United States. Period. Amen. Are are there other, you know, charts and such? Yes. They don't have the clout of Billboard. He, Shadow Stevens, changed it to the radio and records chart. Now, here's the problem with that. Radio and Records, you probably remember, I subscribed to it for years. Yep. Radio and Records was an industry magazine that was dedicated to what radio stations were playing. So when Shadow Stevens read and went with the top 40, he was dealing with what radio stations wanted to play, which meant a lot of the record reps mm-hmm. who were saying, play this, play this, and we'll yeah. give you this. and we're gonna do. So a lot of the lower numbers mm-hmm. were, how do we put this, influenced, yes. made up. Billboard could have cared less about that. So the chart moved extremely slowly. So if there was a song that went up to 37 of the top 40, Uh instead of going, this thing's a dog, and getting rid of it, if enough radio stations kept saying, yeah, we'll give it one more week, this dog sat there. On R&R. Yep. That makes sense? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay, so here's what we're doing, playing the top 10. Uh, number six was Lay Down, Candles in the Rain, Melanie with the Edwin Hawkins Singers, and number five was one of your favorites, because I know it is, Band of Gold. Here's Frida Payne Ow. here on Rock School. Out of Frida Payne and a band of gold here on Rock.
Rock School. Uh, now, you are asking me a question about being pushed. Yeah. Now, I wasn't the music director, remember. I was the program director, but I was sort of a secondary push. I always had somebody underneath me choosing the music, he or she, and by the way, my greatest music person was a she um, came up and would tell me what the songs were he or she wanted to add yep. I'd listen to them and she was so good at it, I would just pretty much go just give me a piece of paper tell me what you want to do yeah you so know? which artist uh, or group did someone try to push you know on me on, on constantly. To the radio artist? constantly if if it wasn't a group by a professional. It uh-huh. was a group that was themselves coming in and pushing. And I never understood why we never did a local music hour, which would have garnered us an audience. Uh-huh. But we never, we never did it. So it's, come on, name it's names. My own dumb fault. Name somebody that, that uh, uh, they I can, told you. I to can't push. tell you. It was just. It was constant. Um, and it was. It, it could have been also established artists that just created a dog. And I, I just didn't want to run it. I remember it. somebody. Who's that? The Indigo Girls. Well, that was me trying to push. And I remember I would complain about this because I really liked the Indigo Girls. And I would try like crazy to pitch them to my audience. And they didn't care. It would rise up to the 30s on my chart mm-hmm. and then fall off almost immediately. That drove me up a tree. All right, let's go to the bottom of the hour. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. These are the rock and roll dates for seven days, 70 seconds, June 29th all the way through July 5th. That covers July 4th. Go ahead, Tammy, hit it. June 29th, 1974, Neil Peart officially replaces John Rusty as drummer of Rush. 1971, June 30th, San Francisco's Fillmore West closes. July 1, 1979, the Sony Wall. Walkman goes on sale I had in one. Japan. Yeah, I had one. I had one almost immediately. Rich guy. Ju- yeah. July 2nd, 1962, Jimi Hendrix was discharged from the Army a little over three years into his commitment. July. Broken broken foot and just not being a good kid. Go ahead. July 3rd, 1971, Jim Morrison is found dead in France. Guess what age? 27. Yep. Part of the 27 Club. July 4th, 2015, Ariana Grande is shown licking a donut Ew. at Wolfie Donuts in Lake Eisenmore, California, yeah. and then sells them. Here's the thing. When that came out, mm-hmm. obviously I wasn't doing radio. I threw that up on social media, and I had a few really weird guy friends that went, I'd have bought that donut. Yeah. Shut up, man. July 5th, 1954, Elvis Presley records That's All Right Mama at Sun Records. Once again, we're playing the top 10 songs that he, Casey Kasem, uh, played on his very first show, July 4th, 1970. Number four was Ride, Captain Ride. Oh, that's my favorite. your mistress ship. You're going to play it, play it, play it. Fine, fine. So that's your favorite? Yes. You sure? Who sang it? Uh, why can't I think? I can't think right now. It's a color. It's a color. It's a color. Blue. Blues. Why, it's Blue's Image. You're correct. Fantastic. Here you go on Rock School. 73 men sailed up from the San Francisco Bay. Rolled off of the ship and here's what they
second break. Uh, let me tell you a couple other things about AT40. The show never edited songs on content. Rather, they would have advisory statements about the lyrics on the box. And I, I'll be honest with you, I can't remember anything specific enough that I took action on it. Mm -hmm. They would say, you know, you can do this. Uh, there are some warnings. I remember Kodachrome said the word crap mm -hmm. when I think back on all the crap. Paradise by the Dashboard Light. But I remember Paradise by the Dashboard Light being uh, sort of a clipped song because there's an entire center section. You know how they say you've gone to first base, second yes. base, third yes. base? There's that entire thing called by a baseball announcer. And I just don't remember them running I it. don't either. There was also a problem, and I don't think I was on the air when this uh, happened. The song My Dingling mm -hmm. was number one. Yes. What do you do? Well, again, you I don't I don't think I was running it at this time, but a lot of heavily Catholic areas mm -hmm. did not run it. Same with Billy Joel's Only the Good Die Young. They asked that it be edited in high Catholic areas. Wow. However, the show would edit curse words. You weren't going to get an F-bomb right on top of the darn thing. But furthermore, the idea of the show being handed over to a new person, I told you Shadow Stevens just mm. didn't do as wonderful as humanly possible. Yeah. Well, back in 1977, he, Casey Kasem, regains the rights to the name, and the show goes back on the air with him in 1988 on on the AM FM network for about 30 seconds and then it gets gobbled up by Premier Radio but in 2003 a new voice takes over the show we'll tell you who that is go ahead Tammy let us know of that who runs this radio show KXZY Kane PA good enough back in a minute here on Rock School number 2 billboards number 1 Okay, coming out of the break, I told you that Casey Kasem regained the show and came back. Mm -hmm. At this point, I'm out of radio, and you're starting to have this odd thing in radio with ownership. 
Yep. Where the radio stations were no longer really owned by a local company. Right. But two major companies just kept buying up and buying up and buying up radio stations. Mm-hmm. So AT40 was beginning to fall away in terms of its popularity mm-hmm. because if one station or if one owner owns multiple radio stations, they're going to want to send their content down to it. But still, in 2003, Ryan Seacrest yes, uh, takes over the show. However, he based it on a new chart as well, the adult contemporary chart, mm. which is aimed at women 25 to 54. To which you say, Joe, those seem like odd numbers. Well, when ratings were created, they broke the audiences into smaller numbers, but that thick space, 25 to 54, that's generally the women who are already educated, who already have a family, who already are making decisions for a home. And if you're making decisions for a home, Mm -hmm. you're the one spending the money. Now, you can get angry at me if you want, but a lot of radio stations played to just that because there's a difference between selling one car a month and selling a Uh, what is it, a bag of washing powder or a plastic jug of washing powder five times a month. Yeah. Get the concept? I do. So they went after a different audience. So we tried to make it with that. Casey Kasem tried to start a second top 20 show that he distributed himself through Premiere, and neither of them did very well. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, Casey Kasem's last show of American Top 40 aired January 3rd or 4th, 2004, and his final number one was Outkast's Hey Ya, ladies and gentlemen. Hey Ya. That's right. But that's not who we're playing. We're playing only the songs from the top ten of his first show. Number three, Ball of Confusion. It's The Temptations uh, here on Rock School. Okay, last break here on Rock School, and we'll finish this break with Casey's big send-off, and then we'll go into the number one song that was there, July 4th, 1970, the week that Casey Kasem came to power with AT40. There was only one song, one song in the entire run of the show that Casey Kasem would not announce. What was it? It was George Michael's I Want Your Sex. Aww. He just, he just would didn't not want announce to say it. it. However, he did talk about other songs that had the title Sex in them. I think I mentioned it earlier. I want to sex you up by Color Me Bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wouldn't do it. I'm assuming it's because of something else. And by the way, those of you who are listening to the show who are interested in me playing Casey Kasem getting all upset and cursing like a sailor over a long-distance dedication to a puppy... 
I'm not going to play that. If, if you don't know what I'm talking about and you really want to hear it, go right ahead uh, and search for it on the YouTubial device. It will not be hard to find. Casey Kasem getting upset over a long-distance dedication. Every one of us has that. Every person who's in radio has that time. They lost their mind, and it's just unfair to it. If you'd like to hear American Top 40, it runs right now. They call it AT40 uh, Classic. Runs on 200 radio stations and they run them all right in a row on Sirius XM Channel 11. And we arrive to the number one song the week that Casey Kasem debuted. It's Three Dog Night, Mama Told Me Not To Come. Wait, wait, what? What's three, the song? Mama Told Me Not To Come uh-uh. by Three Dog Night. Didn't you get in trouble for yes. introducing this song? Yes, I did. I was pulled. I didn't, I didn't get kicked off the air. That was for another joke. But I got kicked off the or I got uh, reprimanded because I introduced Three Dog Night by saying, It's a three dog night, a two cat afternoon, or a one hamster evening. I, I thought I that was that's funny. adorable. I thought that was cute and funny. Somebody brought me in and said no, and then they explained this cryptic, um, what would you call it, urban myth, and, and like Richard Gere's name comes up into it, and I said, I had no idea what you're talking about. Right. I just chose three animals. I mean, it could have been, you know, a ferret evening, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter. I just needed a cat, a dog, and a third one. It could yeah. have been a parakeet evening. It you're didn't just, matter. You're just trouble, mister. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. So that wraps it up. Uh, we'll again finish with Casey Kasem's uh, famous sign-off, and then we're out of here. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. That's it, folks. Class is dismissed. There it is, the number one song in the USA on American Top 40 for the fourth week running. Hey, uh, by Outcast. And there you have them, the 40 biggest hits on the pop chart based on official airplay data provided by MediaBase 24-7. American Top 40 is a production of the Premier Radio Networks. AT40 was created by Casey Kasem and Don Bastani. Produced by Lori Crimmy. Our staff includes Matt Wilson, Meryl Schindler, Toby James Petty, and Bobby Kaminsky. Production and engineering by Michael Cooper, Ray Hernandez, and Sal Cosio. My name's Casey Kasem, reminding you to keep your feet in the ground and keep reaching for the stars. American Top 40 was brought to you in part by Wrigley's Winterfresh. Log on to winterfresh.com. Get on the Winterfresh network, where icy cool breath is always on. Some of the music heard on American Top 40 is brought to you by TM Century Hit Discs. Body that could ever be.